We have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Hello and welcome, welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen? And it's a podcast where we talk about movies, and specifically a movie that at least one of us hasn't seen before. Uh, I am your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode number 39. The movie that we watched this week is Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. And joining me, I have, returning, Monica. Hi. Hi. And, for the first time, we have The Jen. Hello. Thank Hello. you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Um, so, yeah, Scrooged. Uh, now, Jen, you had not seen this movie before, correct? Yeah, I had not. Um, and it's one of those ones that's been on, like, the... Like, I think I've maybe seen the ending or something, like, on TV or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I thought that, and then I definitely was like, yes, I had. But I had never actually watched it at all. Okay. And, Monica, you've seen this before. Monica, you are muted. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Push to talk. Um, yes, I've seen it um, plenty of times. Well, I guess I shouldn't say plenty because plenty would imply that I'm done and I've had enough and I haven't. Can never needs, have enough I need to this. make this like an annual movie watch now for Christmas. Yeah. So many, many, many years ago, I came up with my list of uh, my five favorite Christmas movies and this made that list then. Um and then I didn't have a copy of it for a while. It's, it wasn't really streaming anywhere, so it was hard to watch. Uh, so I hadn't seen it for a few years. Uh, and then got a hold of a copy, wanted to you know, obviously rewatch it for this. Um, yeah, still one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, I just adore this. And, you know, this month, so we're celebrating Christmas and holiday movie month on this show by doing um, A Christmas Carol over and over because why not? So last week was uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol, the one starring um, Jim Carrey. So this is a, this is another version of A Christmas Carol, um, albeit a modernized or modernized <laughs> for its time version. You know, it's like 30 years old now. Um, Contemporary, I like to say. Very, very with the, the um, like not necessarily just the times, but just like with culture in general, how yeah. we all felt and... Like, you know, the whole 80s and what was that, Wall Street and all that. Like, everyone was greedy and selfish and Yeah, very, very much so. And it had, you know, you watch it now and it's got all these timely references of uh, Robert Goulet and the solid gold dancers, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. But I just, there's something, uh, it's Bill Murray is what does it. You know, and, and we always start off talking about the cast. And just like last week was mostly talking about Jim Carrey and his performance uh, as Scrooge, this is Bill Murray doing his own kind of Scrooge-type character, but very different, um, very Bill Murray. And I love it. I love, I love Bill Murray, and I love him in this movie. What's interesting is that he did not enjoy making this movie very much. Um, 
I don't know if any of you, if either of you have read uh, anything about it, but this movie was directed by Richard Donner and uh, the same guy that made Lethal Weapon. And apparently they just didn't see eye to eye making this movie at all. Um, I love the quote from Bill Murray saying, he just kept telling me to do everything louder and louder. I think he's deaf. (laughs) Okay, so having never seen it, I have to say there was a part of me that was like, oof, some parts of this do not hold (laughs) up a little bit. Um, There's definitely, like, it's very, there's a lot of 80s, yeah, 80s Wall Street type stuff that definitely some of the jokes are a little bit there. Um, But I think the theme overall and, and, you know, the the practical effects are fun. the actors and actresses that you see kind of play similar roles or, or kind of kitschy roles even today mm-hmm. in their much younger years. I can't remember her name, but she plays the, <laughs> the Christmas fairy. I don't know what to call her. Oh, the ghost of Christmas oh, um, present is Carol. Yeah, King. exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She and, is so young in this and it blew my mind when she first <laughs> came up. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I have the exact opposite thing with her because I always remember her from Taxi oh, as a right. wife. Yeah. So I always sense. see her as that 70s young. And whenever I see her now, it's kind of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and she's our connection to a previous movie. Um, I always try to find that if I can find somebody in the cast or whatever we're watching that we've done previously. And Carol Kane had a cameo role in uh, The Princess Bride. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And there's another one, and it's a very, very small. So, uh, the, Bill, the I'm not a witch and your wife kind of thing. Yeah, that was who she was in The Princess Bride. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the other connection we have to a previous movie is uh, I can connect this movie to The Emperor's New Groove in one, one movement. Um, and it's a <laughs> tiny little role. So in this movie, Bill Murray's brothers are in it. Um, Brian Doyle Murray plays his dad in that flashback. And his actual oh. brother plays his brother in this movie. So I that's loved, I loved his brother playing his father. That was my favorite. Yeah, that I, I love that. And then, you know, his younger brother playing his younger brother in this movie, but his his wife, um I think her name's Wendy in the movie or whatever, she was in The Emperor's New Groove, uh, as um Pacha's wife. And it it's the same one that was in that TV show that I watched a lot of and cannot remember the name of right now. Just shoot me. Yes, thank you. Yep. I watched I watched so much of that show and <laughs> Wendy I Malik? that show. Yeah. She's skinny. I, I think so. I think that's her name. Um but no, she so she's the other uh, you know, previous movie connection, um, as Pacha's wife, I whose name escapes me, uh, in the Emperor's New Groove. But um Yeah, I Carol Kane uh, having way too much fun playing the Ghost of Christmas Present and just beating the hell out of Bill Murray. <laughs> she actually did Those injure things. him too um, <laughs> when she grabs his lip and pulls down on it. Apparently, she pulled on his lip hard enough that she tore it a little bit, and they had to oh, they had to stop filming. And if you watch, you can see his reaction um, to that. But ugh, yeah, but no, she she's just having way too much fun. Uh, I love when she winds up and she blows the glitter and then the camera quick, you know, does the 180 and it's the big X on his cheek and she uses that to just <laughs> deck him, hitting him with the toaster. Yeah. It but... cracks me up. And uh, you also she had... She was violent. <laughs> she was. Makes her little uh, BDSM joke. 
about you know being yeah, into the rough, like, stuff. rough stuff <laughs> <laughs> my bottom lip won't stop hurting it <laughs> you know um, it, there's a lot of physical comedy in this overall but i think that's kind of like of its time too mm-hmm. that's definitely the kind of yeah and and i think some of that is richard donner and, and a lot of that is bill murray he was especially this t- at this point in his career he was very loud and he had it's funny because he has like a little bit of physical comedy um you know, falling down, like slipping and falling down as he's leaving the restaurant when he's having his freak out moment in there. Um, you know what my favorite bit that he did was? What? <laughs> it's a, it's so stupid, but I do this same bit, and I'm wondering if I just remember it from this movie. But he's like talking on the phone to the answering machine, and he's just like, he's like, I know it's been, and then he looks at his watch and goes, 15 years yeah. since I yeah. talked to you. I do that all the time. I'm just like, well, it's been a few days. Yep. I don't know if I don't know if I got that from this movie, but I definitely have done that before. Um, <laughs> and I forgot. I mean, there was a lot of jokes in this that I forgot. Like, I forgot the Richard Pryor joke, and that's one that you know. Oh. It. I mean, for anybody that's younger than thirty, probably doesn't have any idea what he's talking about there. Um, probably not. No. But it's it's a funny joke if you know the story about Richard Pryor. Monica, do you know that story? Uh, yes, I've okay. seen a bunch of documentaries about uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> Lighting himself I love on fire. Comedy people. And that Canadians, was they call them. Yeah. Yes. Comedy people. <laughs> that was that comedy was a joke people. though, honestly, that uh, that got me to laugh out loud last night when I was rewatching the movie because I just completely forgot about it. Um, and then he falls uh, as he's walking out of the restaurant. Um, you had, uh, some other, I mean, a lot of the other side roles in this were pretty well-known actors either at the time or, uh, like Hollywood legends. You had his, uh, his boss, Lou, the one that shows up, um, the Jacob Marley character. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize that voice? I, I, I didn't, I couldn't place it and I was, I didn't, uh, I didn't look it up. I went to go back and look a couple people up cause I was like, that sounded, I think that was. Yeah, um, Monica, did you recognize that voice at all? No. Okay, what you have to imagine is three women in an office talking to a talk box. It's he was the voice of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. Oh, got really? it. Really? Yeah, yep. That makes sense. Wow, I don't think I've seen the actual show. Uh, and um, he also was the, the movie. The he was movies. he was the voice in the movies too. <laughs> it was the same guy. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. so then that's even yeah. So then, yeah. Um, yeah, but there was him. Um, David Johansson played uh, the ghost of Christmas past. I oh, love David Johansson. Yeah, he's great. Can I tell uh, you a story about him? Yes, please do. So a few years ago, or I don't know how long ago it was, but I went on a date with this dude. He was so cool. <laughs> he worked at a record store, and he knew people. So he took me to this concert in this little dive bar somewhere in Jersey, and David Johansson was like doing a whole show on the stage. And then afterwards he introduced me to him and it was like, hi. And that was about <laughs> it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my story about him. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty cool. Uh, so so I, I connected to everybody in this movie now. There you go. Um, he's, I only think of David Johansson as, I mean, obviously the New York Dolls and mm-hmm. Buster Poindexter. But then I, I think of him in this movie and in Tales from the Dark Side. I remember him in Car 54, Where Are You? Oh, man. Oh. That movie was so... 
Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, you, so go ahead. No, no, I was just a, a, a side comment with you know just people from recognizing their voices versus them. Um, mm -hmm. The guy who he fired. That guy, I had no idea what that guy's face looks like, but he has done so many voiceover spots. Oh, Bobcat? That I, Bobcat. Yeah, yeah. His voice, I'm just like, I've heard I'm your just... voice like everywhere. I've never seen your face before. That dude looks so good in this movie compared to any other time I've ever seen him. He's always looked crazy. Yeah. And in this movie, he looked like, wow, he could have been just like normal straight guy that talked normal. He had like... Everyone always wonders, like, oh. he does is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know how he does that with movies. his voice and and not destroy it. But Jen, have you never seen any of the Police Academy movies? Um, no, I have. It's just been probably since. They I were mean, out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that my point. Sense, is that like watching this is like, whoa! I haven't seen that person in like a million years, or that in a million. Like this is a time period for movies that I don't regularly watch, to be honest, or rewatch. Like they're just, I mean, my dad used to watch this stuff when I was little, like, and I would watch it with him maybe, but that's fair. I don't revisit this these things, so this was kind of a a, a trip for me, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, no, Phelan in the chat is saying Iago was Bobcat Goldthwait Iago in the that was Aladdin um, series. Uh, that was Godfrey. Gilbert no, that Godfrey. Was Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, that was Gilbert Godfrey. Correct, but he was in um, Hercules. I know uh, that, yes. and that's the one that I know best because, and it's funny because you referenced two of my three. So I have three movies that I watch when I am grumpy, Jen, which means like when I need to watch something that doesn't take up a lot of brain space and that is just not dark and fluffy stuff, and mm -hmm. that is Mulan, Hercules, and Emperor's New Groove. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not bad choices. Emperor's New Those Groove. My, um, my <laughs> yeah, we covered that on this show. I think it was like our third episode or something. And, you know, I came right out and said, I went and saw that movie in the theater probably two or three times. I love that movie. Um, and it's still one of those that it's the same thing. It's one of those kind of comfort food movies. I can just put it on. Plus, it's so blissfully short. It's like 83 minutes long. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's back when movies used to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now um, it's got to be at least four and a half before you can really call it a movie. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. I was just going to say this is the point when my friends are talking that I, I realize that I don't watch animated movies. <laughs> oh, that's Yeah, fun. you know, it's one of the, I, I, that's totally a comfort thing for me. I grew up on them and I love them. Um, I share a birthday with Walt Disney, so I feel like obligated to like Disney films, or at least I oh, did. Yeah. As a I child. mean, I like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, see, I like Disneyland too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this was definitely a trip. Yeah. <laughs> this movie yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and and it's funny because there's people in it that you would have seen in other stuff and might not even realize it. Like John Glover played Bryce Cummings, the the dude from L.A. that like super slick yeah. talking guy. Yeah, he was such a bad. What did he say? Blue is such a bad color for New York. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, what a pretentious jerk. <laughs> exactly. And he's playing that character, you know, perfectly. But what's funny is he, John Glover, um, in fact, he's another connection to a movie we did previously. He had a very, very small role in In the Mouth of Madness. Um, and he, a lot of times, plays really crazy characters. So it was it was interesting to see him just kind of play like the, 
overly pretentious prick. Um, but he's great at it. I mean, um, and we mentioned John Forsyth. That's the voice of Charlie. Um, the other one that I did want to talk, touch on was Robert Mitchum, who was the, the big boss, Preston. Preston. Oh, yeah. Preston Rhinelander. First of all, that's a great name. Yeah. Um, but Robert Mitchum has one of those voices that I could list, listen to forever. It's that, uh, I don't know what it is about his voice, but he's one of those that I could listen to, like read a phone book. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's old school Hollywood, uh, probably best known for um, a movie called The Night of the Hunter. I don't know if either of you are familiar with that or not. It's an old, I think it was 1955 or something. But um, there was a bit in that movie that got reused in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing um, about love and hate. And it was the, you know, love on the knuckles and hate on the other knuckles. That was from that movie. He played a priest uh, or posing as a priest. I, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. But he, the movie itself, not great. He's amazing in it. And so just seeing him show up in, in this, I'd forgotten, again, I'd forgotten that he was in it. Um I mean, I'd forgotten Alfred Woodard is in this. I love her. Uh, I'd just seen her recently in Luke Cage, which if you didn't watch that, she was great in that in that series. Um, is that his assistant? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was gonna. Call, I can never remember. I don't remember her name at all. But um, yes, she is actually a really phenomenal actress that I think kind of doesn't like nobody. She's kind of one of those actresses that's in so many things, but nobody really. I think specifically notices her, but she's very good. Mm-hmm. She's very, very good. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and then I love like talk about Karen Allen. Oh, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Um, I love the uh. Well, let's talk about Karen Allen, and then I'll talk about some of the cameos, just because they cracked me up. Um, but Karen Allen, who I mean, I'm sorry, I only I only ever think of her. Uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I forgot, completely forgot she was in this. Um, She's so lovely. Yes, very, very yeah. lovely. I have an unreasonable love for Freckles. And, and uh, she's nostalgia candy in this movie. Like, just her face reminds me of the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, there's just her face. And I know she wasn't in, like, a million movies in the 80s, but I just, it took me there when I <laughs> saw her. Well, no, but I mean, find somebody that hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, that's a hard thing to do. I know because I've looked. I want because I want to cover it for this show, but I got to find somebody who hasn't seen it. And everybody has seen that movie, and she's in it, and she, it's iconic. It's a great role, and she is. She's very lovely. I've only seen Raiders of the Lost Ark in the last two years. For whatever reason, I've seen every all the other ones like multiple times, but for some reason, Raiders just fell out of my, I don't know, my high, my, my view site. Yeah, oh, yeah, Starman. Oh, I forgot she was in Starman, too. Man, that's one I got to watch again. Um, Michael J. Pollard played Herman. He was the one of the three um, people that uh, Frank Cross runs into at the homeless shelter, and he's the one that uh, ends up freezing to death in the, in the sewer or the underground thing or whatever. Um, I bring him up because he just passed away recently. Um Aww. And this is the I movie like that, that I remember him from. Like I heard, I heard that he passed away, and I was like, Michael J. Pollard. I know the name. I know the name. Saw the picture of him. And immediately, I knew it was Herman. You know what I think of him from? Do you remember Roxanne? Yes. 
Steve Martin when he has a big nose. Yes. Oh man. In that, and he's he's always oh. messing up. Yes, oh, I, I completely so forgot about that. The other the other person of those great. three, because um, he was memorable, and then um, Throw Mama from the Train was one of the other ones. Uh, I can't think of her name. Mama Fratelli. Large Marge. That's not Large Marge. Yes, it is. No. Totally is. We have to no. look this up now. I, I promise you that is not Large Marge. While you guys debate, I have to say, <laughs> Karen Allen, I think of her from the silliest thing ever when I saw her face as I was like, oh, Sandlot. <laughs> she plays the oh, mom in Sandlot, and that's the I first totally thing I think that. of with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. That's like, because I never think of anyone but the kids, and you're killing yeah, me small and all exactly. that. You're killing me forever. Yeah, and then for some reason, I'm like, Oh, it's mom. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though how you make uh, you can make connections like that. I'm just having trouble finding her her page. Um, but it is funny you make connections like that uh, where you can remember actors or actresses from like the most random thing. You know, I Sam Rockwell is one of those. I tell people, oh, it's, he was the kid in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they look at me like I've got three heads. I so found I, it. It's not her. Okay, I told you that's not large mark. <laughs> Sorry. For whatever reason, I that lady scares the crap out of me. You know what it is? Deadly Friend. You ever see Deadly Friend? No, but I think is that the one on the show? It. That's not the one. Don't. Don't. Okay. Don't, I'll, I'll don't let spoil it. Go. it. Um, but uh, <laughs> the world enjoy that movie. <laughs> you need to do that. That's a good movie. Or, no, it's not a good movie, but it's it's fun. There we go. Fun. <laughs> we'll go with fun. Um, and just real quick, I wanted to touch on a couple of the. Uh, other cameos you had john houseman was playing himself john houseman reading uh doing like the narration for scrooge or scrooge rather um he actually passed away like two months before the movie got released so this was the last thing that he did um jamie farr as jacob marley i mean oh that's just always fun to have uh clinger in something um if you're a mash fan and then robert goulet and buddy hackett playing Ebenezer Scrooge in their made-for-TV movie. <laughs> like, the most... Right. If you were going to cast for Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, Buddy Hackett wouldn't, would not only not make my list of people I would put for him, I don't... I, I w- I'm trying to think how far down that list I could go before I'd think of Buddy Hackett, which just made it even funnier. But, um... Yeah, I love the cast in this. It's just a ton of... I mean, it's it's Bill Murray carrying the movie with a ton of fun side characters uh, and then Karen Allen. Um, and, <laughs> and she's not fun. <laughs> the whole Kama Sutra bit is so <laughs> random. Like, that's like that, like... But that's like sexy humor of that time, too. Like... Where he's like, oh, I've done that. Oh, that that's like, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? I know a guy who did that. Yeah, that's, I know a guy who did that. That's your, like, 80s-style humor that are jokes that... I think in a right? movie, if this movie were made today, that bit would probably get cut. Like, that doesn't fit. But it works in this. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, and I liked how, uh, if you noticed at the end when he's having his little... Uh, kind of freak out moment in front of the cameras and he starts posing he's like remember this one from page whatever yeah uh, I, I love that little call back to it it was great oh, I just this movie's so much fun and it's crazy to think that 
let me find the trivia here because that was one of the first things that I read was um, Bill Murray and director Richard Donner reportedly did not enjoy working together, creating a lot of tension on set. I guess I can kind of see it if you if you watch it again thinking about that, but it just shows so, you that, that when you're good at what you do, you can make something like that work. So if I'm being really, really honest, mm-hmm. um, his like, okay, because this, this is a story that's been, now there's a little bit of Jen the Lit Major coming out here, right? Okay. Um, I apologize. <laughs> um, this story has been done many times, right? This is yes. like this is a classic tale, and you know, there's the moment of like him coming to terms with his life and everything that's wrong with it, and blah 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to say, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, okay, cool. So the only really bad thing you've seen is that you could die, <laughs> like, and I just felt like it was kind of like. Meh, meh. And I, w- I was really shocked that even, but at the end, even with me feeling that way about his, his look at who you are and what a terrible person you are stuff, like, didn't feel that bad. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm a cheap gift giver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother likes me a lot, even though I'm kind of a jerk brother. Like, that's the part where I was like, okay, this is kind of meh. But then when it came to his wrap up at the end on screen and all that, that was really moving and well done. And I actually had like the teary eyed response and I was shocked because going into it, I was just like, okay, I guess this guy's turnaround is coming. (laughs) It's going to be, and I expected it to be kind of that same note Mm -hmm. and it wasn't. So I was really surprised. And that's like totally a credit to Bill Murray for how he handled that last scene. Um, But yeah, his his like you're a bad guy stuff. Other than like, oh look, you're dead, and your coffin's going into a, <laughs> to be cremated, is pretty much like kind of a note for me. It wasn't very like I don't know compelling. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I is the is the the last the future really the thing that's supposed to change his mind? Because I always think of it as the the or present, like seeing the you know the love the that present. he lost and all that kind of crap or whatever. I mean, sure the love that he lost sure um also like i guess with some of that like the build-up to their relationship is like (laughs) kama sutra and chinese food (laughs) also his childhood didn't look that bad is right he watched tv (laughs) yeah no definitely i mean uh, that's part of it you know (laughs) i love that that's five pounds of veal um no, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it sort of fits that late 80s thing we were just talking about with, like, Wall Street and the superficial stuff where, like, yeah, their relationship, they bonded over Chinese food and the Kama Sutra. Like, that's about as 80s as a relationship can get. Sure, sure. Um, Man, those those uh, 80s dancers with the high-cut oh, bottoms yeah. and the nipples coming across the top, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was one of those references in the movie that was probably lost on a lot of people because solid gold had been off the air by that point and um but yeah i mean that was completely 80s no i i get what you're saying i think what it is is it's a testament to bill murray because look his character you're right he is kind of just a a jerk but he he really plays that well like he's just not a, a friendly person at all at the beginning of this movie you know he's firing people left and right i mean i love little things like 
you know, what you're firing him, but it's Christmas. You're right. Quick, we got to stop his bonus. Like, that's all he's thinking of. And he's just, <laughs> he just does it so well. Like, Bill Murray is one of those that he can play that character, and yet somehow you still like him, even though he's literally stolen a cab from a woman and then just flips her off and drives away. That part was, <laughs> you look, you dropped something. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the cab. <laughs> and yet it's Bill Murray, so you're still like, ah, yeah, but then I could go have a beer with him. Like, that's who he is. So so that helps, I think, for his redemption at the end. You're right in that it didn't, in terms of the story, in terms of A Christmas Carol, and, I mean, we just watched a version of it last week where, uh, which is about as close to the Dickens novel as you can get. And I mean, Dickens is not that great, so I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm that's fine. I'm not a Dickens fan or anything. Burn from the grave. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, you can have that opinion. But, I mean, what we watched <laughs> last week was as close as you're going to get to his version of it. Now, and it, speaking as somebody who played the town crier in their school's production of A Christmas Carol, <laughs> I can only say that I had three lines, and they were all, five o'clock in the city of London, and all is well. On this Christmas day, and all is well. See, this is why I didn't get the lead. <laughs> Couldn't remember your lines. <laughs> it was one line three times as I walked across the stage. With a little lantern. Nice. You did it so well. That's what my mommy says. <laughs> hey, that's more school productions than I was that. in. Mm. <laughs> You're supposed to wait for the check to clear first. Oh, darn it. <laughs> so bad at this. Wait, we get paid for this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, uh, so uh, as adaptations go, like, this is a very loose adaptation of A Christmas sure. Carol. Uh, obviously, you know, none of the names are really the same. In fact, they don't even call it A Christmas Carol in the movie until, I think it's the the very end. They're always calling, you know, the show was Scrooge. Um, yeah. So it's a very loose adaptation, but it, it's, for me, it's a fun one. And what I wanted to do for this month was... Um, I just came up with the idea, hey, let's do A Christmas Carol because there's so many different versions of it to do, right? And two two of my five favorite Christmas movies are A Christmas Carol because it's this and then what we're going to be doing next week, which is A Muppet Christmas Carol. So, Muppet! Aww, I love Muppets. I do too. And it, that's probably my favorite version uh, of that story ever just because the Muppets and the, the goofiness of that. But Quick rundown. What are these? What are the five Christmas movies you love? Um, so my top five Christmas movies, uh, I, and I, I, the order has changed a little bit over the years, but, um, Scrooged, A Muppet Christmas Carol, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Die Hard, and Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. See, the Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is definitely on mine, and then A Christmas Story. A Christmas, Um, thank you, I was gonna say, I'm like, I was waiting to hear A Christmas Story. And then Die Hard, um... And then I like the old cartoons, like I'm Mr. <laughs> oh, like what is it? I can't remember that one, but it's like the dentist, the elf dentist, and like the, oh, I love that stuff. Oh, uh, Rudolph, the old Burl Ives, and the old like Rudolph, yeah, Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and there, stuff. Like, oh, love it. There's one Christmas, um, um, like when I was a kid, we had this really old video, and it was this Christmas cartoon thing, and I can recite most of the entire thing, but there's just like one part where they sing this song. And it's just like, Christmas comes up once a year. Now it's here. Now it's here. Bringing lots of joy and cheer. Tra la 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 la. 
And it is the weirdest story of this old dude finding an orphanage of kids with crappy toys for Christmas. And he goes and he builds them toys and gives it to them and then everyone's happy. And it's kind of like, why is this old guy in this orphanage and no other adults are around? I think I but know it's, it's, what one you're talking yeah, about. I can't yeah. think of the name of it, but yeah, I, I know I I've seen it. I don't remember the name of it either. It's a thousand years old. <laughs> Phelan in the chat says uh, a Christmas story is so boring. Um, it, I mean, a Christmas story for me, uh, a Christmas story for me hits my top ten because uh, mostly because of Darren McGavin, um, but it just falls out of the top five for me. Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't say that it's boring, but I've gotten oversaturated with it. The fact that it plays for twenty four hours a day every year on Christmas Day. Uh. Yeah, I temper my Christmas stuff, so that probably helps. But yeah, I'm a December birthday, as is like most of my family. My my dad's Christmas Day, my mom's the 13th, I'm the fifth. Like my cousins are the 21st and 29th. Like I have an aunt that's like the eighth. Like we all are like over Christmas sometimes because (laughs) it's like we don't get to have our birthdays. Um, so I I'm really I I don't get super into Christmas movies. I think sometimes. But those are the ones that, like, I think the sarcasm and everything else that's in a, a Christmas story just makes me happy. And yeah, oh, I can, I can definitely get behind it, and I don't have nostalgia. a problem with it at all. I, you're right, nostalgia. It's just for me, it doesn't quite crack my top five. But for me, like the Christmas movies that I enjoy are, you know, this Scrooged because it's it's a it's a different spin on it and it's got just that you know 80s style version of Ebenezer Scrooge and still for yeah. me the the greatest one ever is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas which is why Absolutely. we're watching that this year on Christmas I don't care like that's that's can, can I add a can I add a chick one sure love actually I'm sorry oh, I had to say it God. I love that Christmas movie I completely <sighs> Yes, 100%. It's like Christmas and love all wrapped in one. You know, I've only seen that movie once, and I can't remember much of it. It's so good. I'm sure I'll watch it again, but... It's definitely kind of a chick. Like, watch it. Yeah. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't get on the, uh, the Hallmark Channel movies. It's not. It's not Hallmark. It's I know. More it's like, not. It's better than that. It's, it's I do hardy. like some of those like though. A, I'm so like bad. Like Last Holiday with uh, what's her face, Tifa. Like I love that movie. It's so cheesy, but I'll watch it. Um, I'll watch all that kind of crap. I don't like the Hallmark ones. Are a little too cheesy. Like yeah. they're so formulaic. Yeah, that's my problem. Is I'm like okay, and it, it's like I can handle formula if if it's w- well delivered formula mm-hmm. um when it's just garbage formula i'm like cool you did because the they churn those movies out yeah <laughs> really do though <laughs> I, like, i'm sorry i watched some of them <laughs> films this year is this guy <laughs> right i mean i don't I have yeah. to send you the chart that somebody put in our chat somewhere um in one of my discords where it's like the hallmark thing and it's like it's like different columns of like I'm a baker and I work, you know, here. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you work at your baker. So, but like all the different, like who you fall in love with and, you know, like you're back in your hometown trying to save a, a cow or something. Like it's, it, there's like you can mix and match with the different columns to make um, a Hallmark movie. It's yeah. Cool. Uh, they're basically mad libs when it comes to creating the plot for those. Oh, but. man. They always have great jobs and I hate them all. <laughs> it's like, 
right? They're always like, my life None of you is work so in, like, terrible. And I work at the, and like, and I have my own catering business and have this great I'm a designer. apartment. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, can I just say the whole, like, the critic lady in this movie was probably one of my favorite bits that carried yes. throughout the film is like, this poor chick has been run over, had oh stuff God. dropped on her. Oh, or, yeah. Sorry, the ratings. The sensor. The sensor uh, lady. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, she's just like beat up, like destroyed woman. <laughs> and then she like makes out with, she like uses the mistletoe to like, yep. <laughs> to, like make out Ray's Bryce. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, you get yourself something for all this trouble you've been through. Yep, another one of those kind of 80s moments that, you know, if you're uh, remaking the movie now, you you might redo yeah. that a little bit. But uh, Well, it's like when he makes out with the chick himself, like Bill Murray. Yeah, yep. It's a national, or it's a, it's a federal or a state legislative policy or whatever he <laughs> Yeah, it's a federal law. Um <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, you, we talked a little bit about some of the physical comedy in this and that was one of those her her character was one of those that had a lot of that when they when they crack the her in one? the head with the um the uh like yeah. lamppost the light thing or whatever yeah <laughs> my and favorite then, part yeah is and when then, he's like down on the ground and he's like can i turn her head and he does it anyway and she's like no yeah and that was the, like, the chick from God uh, stop my spine. Drew Carey show. Yeah, that was but, Mimi like, from the was, Drew Carey show. Yeah, it was so great because it's just like no, he's just like oh, he doesn't even care. He doesn't give a crap. Yeah, he'd he'd uh, already turned her head, and he's like, can I can I do that? Yeah, that. You hear the you hear the cracking of her neck and all of that, and yeah. like the next the very next scene is when uh, all the stuff is falling down. It falls on her like, ugh, poor woman. But. Yeah, the 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 physical comedy in this it did, um, it was good. Like I love the scene in the restaurant, um, which oh, so the eyeball and everything. Yeah, so he orders the highball and he gets the eyeball. Um, yeah. What was funny? So watching it this time, um, the waiter he reminded me of somebody and I could not figure out who it was. So I had to look it up after the, I watched the movie and I realized why he looked so familiar to me. I just watched bill and ted's excellent adventure the other night um at our friday night flicks here in town for the anniversary or whatever and he played uh socrates in that oh my god and having having just watched that movie less than a week ago uh it was why it's like his face was burned into my memory but i could not place who he was and it drove me nuts for an hour so that was another one of those uh fun little cameos um, that that whole scene in the restaurant though is uh, just Bill Murray doing a great, just great Bill Murray, like the little twitches and things, as he's just yeah. freaking out. I do like his like oh maybe the clams I don't know though I really like seafood. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like blames Cher- Chernobyl vodka at one point for yeah. his hallucination. R- Russian vodka poisoned <laughs> from Chernobyl. Uh, well, you know he I mean. Big surprise, he ad-libbed most of what he did in this movie. I'm so not surprised. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Definitely very Bill Murray. You know, that's and... the thing is, like, some of these movies are, like, that's what they are. Like, these comedians just kind of, like, having fun with it. And, and then they're comedian friends and people that they work with all the time. And, you know, like, that's kind of how a lot of these movies are. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's funny because this was one of his first, the first times where uh, he was kind of leading a movie by himself because he'd done a lot of movies up to this point and a lot of work, but it was always ensemble. I mean, Ghostbusters yeah. was ensemble, Stripes. Um, actually, yeah. this was the first, I think this was the first movie he did um, after Ghostbusters, which is weird to think of because this movie came out, what, 87, 88, so four years. Um, he had like a big gap. Uh, after Ghostbusters before he made another movie. You know, now, of course, he does all sorts of stuff, but... I feel like some of that is also because, like, after you've done Ghostbusters, like, who can see you as anything but Ghostbusters? Yeah. So I think you have to kind of separate a little bit sometimes after doing something like that. Did this movie kind of a weird like a... guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Monica? Did you... Did it feel kind of like, um... Whatchamacallit, um... Damn, the thought ran right out of my head. <laughs> oh no. Did it feel like, I'm sorry, it felt like Groundhog's Day in certain parts, didn't it? He like did. Like when he's having like the homeless guy thing, and it just like reminded me of, you know, with the other homeless guy, and like, it's so, like so many parallels there. But yeah. But just I'm... a better movie in Groundhog's Day. No offense to this movie, just Groundhog's Day is like one of, well, there you go. You got Christmas, you got ground. Wait a minute, can I watch a holiday movie? With Bill Murray for every holiday? That's a good to, question. I mean, to, this needs to be researched. Hmm. I mean, you've got Christmas. You've got Groundhog Day. Um, do anything Halloween? Zombieland for Halloween, I guess? Yeah. It's a stretch, but I'll allow it. Hmm. Um, I'll allow it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Them's the rules. Um, my show, my rules, damn it. Um, Easter movies? I don't know. I don't know, Probably. <laughs> You look hard enough, you could probably fit just about anything in there. I forgot he was... Duh, Ghostbusters is also a Halloween movie, sort of, because it's ghosts, right? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's how it works. That's oh. actually scientific fact. Yes. <laughs> it is. Oh. Um, oh, he's gonna... He was in the sequel to Zombieland. How does that work? I thought he died in the first one. I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Comes back as a zombie. It could be. Um, so one thing I, I mentioned to Jen before we started recording, but um, I wanted to play the music from the movie, you know, as we had the 10-minute countdown or whatnot, and I couldn't find it. But Danny Elfman did the music. Um, no, sh no way. Yeah, well, and what's interesting is my first thought when I was, because I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't watched it in a few years, so I'm watching it in the very first shot. I said to myself, wow, this looks like a Tim Burton movie. And it and it sounded like one. And then I realized, oh, it's because Danny Elfman's doing the music. Mm -hmm. But that, that long tracking shot that comes into Sandy's workshop uh, for the the Lee Majors movie. <laughs> and what Another, was the name of that movie? Uh, the Night the, the night Reindeer, reindeer <laughs> Died. <laughs> Another one of those timely references, Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Although I did think it was funny reading the trivia that the, the minigun that he's carrying is the same one they had in Predator. I love oh, little, wow. little things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, da, 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 da. Danny Elfman did the music for this, which I, I love. I, I like Danny Elfman's stuff. He's, his music has always got that um, very Danny Elfman feel to it. Um, I mean, you, you notice it in everything, but he just does great stuff. He's... Not my favorite composer, but he's definitely uh, up there. I'm a big Oingo Boingo fan, so oh, yeah. I appreciate him. 
as as everyone should be really um mm-hmm. if you love the 80s you kind of it's kind of the soundtrack for the 80s and uh there were some great like one-liner moments in this movie too i love when he comes out of the elevator at the end i'm alive i'm alive immediately shotgun right in his face and it's bobcat not for long with that class like that that vocal thing i I I Not went. I can't even. I can't even do it. I it's can't like, either. And I tried so it's hard. Like, it's like he's kind of drunk, like um, like uh, Barney from uh, The Simpsons, kind of like that. Yeah. Hey Homer, how you doing? But like really off. Yeah. No, that's a good it's way to a put weird, that. And it's like, a weird affectation. It I've really, been thinking it, about it for years. It is, but it's it's one hundred percent him. Like he just owns oh, that, yeah. and that, and he oh, does yeah. so well with it. Um, I love the little things like the the homeless people thinking that he was um, uh, Richard Burton for some yeah. reason, <laughs> which apparently was like a callback to a Saturday Night Live skit that he did. Um, but I just love like it's another timely reference, right? I mean, how many uh, how many under thirties do you think know who Richard Burton or is at all? Exactly. Let alone get those jokes, but made me laugh. So. Um, yeah, no, it's great. This is a fun, fun uh, movie for me. I mean, I can see what you meant, or I can see what you mean about it not aging particularly well. Um, I know that at least some of my love for this movie is uh, from nostalgia. But, um, you know, I still think it's a great Christmas movie uh, because it's not your traditional Christmas movie at all. So I think that helps it out. But as a first-time viewer of it, um, you know, would you recommend it to people? Yeah, I mean, I think I I I think I would say my my horizons have been broadened for have watching it. I I don't want my time back. That's usually like the first thing is do I immediately feel like oh I could have spent that time doing literally anything else and I. I definitely didn't have that feeling. I definitely was entertained by it. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh out loud multiple times, which a movie like this should. And uh, yeah, overall, it was it was entertaining. Um, I just I just was like, really, like that's the thing. Like I don't know. I just didn't feel like his story was like, I guess, dramatic enough. I guess, but I guess that's what made the end so shocking to me. Is in that last scene, I was like. I'm, I'm feeling a little like emotional, like, whoa. <laughs> well, you know, like I say, that's, uh, that's Bill Murray doing, uh, yeah. doing a Bill Murray. Like he can take something that, you know, maybe you don't think, cause you're right. I mean, it doesn't have the same emotional weight that maybe some other adaptations and versions of a Christmas Carol have. But I think a lot of that is because there was so much humor in this. Because a Christmas yeah. Carol, I mean, you get a laugh right past the fact that this child saw his father murdered. Can we just take a moment to recognize that? That yeah. we just kind of like, oh ha ha, he hasn't talked since his dad was murdered in front of him. Right, Lottie da, moving right along, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Meanwhile, what's his face? What he had like veal for Christmas? Yeah. We're supposed to feel sad about his friggin' childhood. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. I mean, and and I I do think that that's a big part of it. Is just this movie, because it went the humor route. Because watching Disney's A Christmas Carol, uh, and I have trouble calling it that, but whatever, it's the title. Um, last week made me realize, you know, A Christmas Carol. There's 
there's very little joy and humor in that entire story. It's all right at the end. Very dark, but that's like that's a Dickens thing, though, yeah. right? Like oh, that, that, it that totally is the is. Dickens feel is like the life is crappy, terrible, sad, and you're gonna die eventually, and mm-hmm. it'll, that'll be sadder. Um, that's <laughs> that's not sadder. Wow, to me. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like here's the thing, like 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 it's th- death is death. It's just it's always gonna be. So why be afraid of it? Like there's nothing you can do to stop it. So why not just enjoy every moment that you can? Like you know. So yeah. like like I guess I agree with you then. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> but I did. Like, it just I, I, overall though, I still I still would say I enjoyed it. I still think it's a good movie. And I, like I said, I definitely laughed out loud and that's like, I laugh a lot, but like, I, I laugh often. So it's not hard to make me laugh, but I laughed a lot more to this than I thought I would, I guess is what I would say. Hey, that's, that is a a nice ringing endorsement because it's a comedy. So it should make you laugh. Um, Oh, and Alex is in the chat, Alex Albisu, and he's saying, you know what? I don't think I've seen this movie. I thought I had, but I don't think so. Well, um, go watch it. Yeah, you should go watch it now because it's worth it. It's funny. And if you like Bill Murray at all, you'll enjoy this movie. Um, I There's just some, and I did capture a little bit. It's funny because I try to capture audio for all these movies, um, and for whatever reason... There wasn't a lot that I felt like I had to get of this, except for um, one of the first lines Bill Murray says. Just it made me laugh out loud, and it's it's right as he sees uh, they finish up the promos, right? So they've done what was it? The night the reindeer died, and then uh, the second promo was Robert Goulet's old fashioned Cajun Christmas, Cajun family Christmas, and then um, what was the Leave It to Beaver? Yeah. The well, that's just that's that absurdist. Was ridiculous. I remember that too. That is such a joke with the whole, you know, Mount Chase and Beaver. Yeah, okay. that's what it was. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, then it cuts to Bill Murray, and he, you know, he opens up the desk drawer and looks at himself in the mirror, smiles, closes it up, and then he just looks at him and he's like, uh, "IBC, you'll love it." What? Oh my gosh. Does that suck? <laughs> That's Bill Murray is the one who makes that line work. Um, and then immediately goes to uh, I, I love this one too. Now I have to kill all of you. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it just. <laughs> Did you get any of his like little screams? No, you know, he makes I, like, a lot of weird ass noises. He, he does the one where he's like, I'm out of my mind. And it's just like, <laughs> that made me laugh. I think just, if I, 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 if I'd had more time, I could have gotten some of those. Uh, Cause those were great. Um, I did get, uh, and I always will capture these uh, whenever I find them in movies. It's the fake laughs, like the super overly fake laugh. Uh, and it was one of the board members. Uh, in that opening scene so he's you know he's trying to appeal to him by laughing and I just I love these ridiculous fake laughs that's <laughs> just so bad it's like he's crying exactly like, are you laughing crying uh... Uh, 
I did I did like his delivery of this too. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. When he clocks her with that light pole. <laughs> Get the nurse. Like, oh jeez. That and uh awesome. Yeah. And uh and Alfre Alfre Woodard, um, with uh when when he's firing uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite and just the her the look on her face sells this even better. She's on the phone and she just says this. Code nine. They have it down to a code nine. Right? It's got a number and it's <laughs> done regularly. Like, love it. That and um, the only other thing I got was uh, was this one killed me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got... You know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. That just... That killed me. That made yeah. me laugh out loud. But I think it's just because of how ridiculous it is to make a Richard Pryor reference. Um, but uh, it was... So the Robert Mitchum character, when he first shows up and he's telling him about, you know, you know how many cats there are? Oh, my gosh. The cat and dog. You know how many dogs there are? I didn't know where he was going. Yeah. I, I wasn't going like, to jump off the deep end. going with this? And then he was, oh, my God. But it's, it's the way he reacts to it where he just says, Programming for cats. For, for cats. And they, they call back that joke at the end. I love that. Where yep. he's sitting there watching it, and the cats are pawing at the, the TV. <laughs> and he's like, see? See? In that Robert Mitchum voice. Oh, I love that. This movie's just fun. I think that's what it really comes down to. I just think it's funny because there are actually are. That is a thing now, and that I've, yes. I've actually like done this for an animal before. Same. So there are, Same. there are multiple channels on like Roku and stuff now for pets. Uh, so this yeah. movie was prophetic in that way. Actually, my cat prefers to watch human movies. <laughs> They're progressive like that. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, look, if you haven't seen Scrooge before, go see it. You know, obviously, uh, the three of us enjoyed it. I love this movie. I will watch it. I've watched it now uh, this year. I'm going to start watching it every year now that I actually have it. <laughs> Alex says, you would have a progressive cat. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Look, Alex, go go watch the movie. Um, as soon as we're done recording here, uh, go watch it. If you 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 can you can find it. It's on my Plex server. You've got access to it. Um, it's just wait, what? What? Wait, other people? What? I had to buy this movie. Wait a minute. I I mentioned that I had it. Sorry. But I think uh, both of I you apologize. actually end up buying it. I had to locate this. Note movie. the timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's it's totally worth a watch. Uh, it's going to be back in my yearly Christmas movie rotation. Um, right after uh, right after Thanksgiving, and I watch planes, trains, and automobiles. Then I can fire up Scrooged. Not thanks killing and home for the holiday. Mm, I might watch those <laughs> next year. I don't know. Thanks killing. Uh, I, I would definitely recommend Thanksgiving uh, and Thanksgiving too. Maybe then I can watch. They made two of them. Christmas sleigh. Oh yeah, of course they did. Now I need to. Uh, I need to check that out. Uh, this was probably one, one of my favorite turkey? moments of ANTP. So uh, Travis and I were on ANTP together on the same team, and we're doing lists of lists, and we're coming up with list ideas. And I was like, favorite holiday movie, or Thanksgiving movie, because it's Thanksgiving coming soon. And David goes, 
I can't even think of one Thanksgiving movie and I just rattle off like seven. <laughs> yes. It was just like cool and I still don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, probably I'm not. I'm sorry, what what is what is A N T P? What what oh, is that? That would be America's next top podcaster. I feel like somebody here is a social media consultant for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like an interesting show. Maybe everybody should listen to it or something. I think I think everybody should become a patron. Okay, <laughs> that's it. This is uh, this is actually the second time I've had a full ANTP uh, panel for my show because I had Alex and Don on because Don had never seen a Princess Bride. So if you want to rattle you want to rattle wow. him with something. Go ahead and poke fun at him for having never watched that before. Well, good for him for watching it, though. I That's know. one of my favorite movies. So I have a I have a, a Princess Bride deck of cards. I love Princess Bride. Well, it's the perfect oh, movie. So it's good. it's perfect for every situation. It has everything you need. Uh, while everything. we were talking it's got about romance, it does. While we were talking, I had to look this up. Uh, so Christmas Slay S L A Y is actually a movie. Uh, and yeah. I was making a joke about Ernest scared, or Ernest saves Christmas because that was the fake movie they were making, and that was was Christmas Slay. And somebody went ahead and made it in 2015, and now I kind of kind of want to watch it. You know what was another good Christmas movie? Black Christmas. I have heard Maybe that. Not. I have I have good not seen that. Way. Yeah, I kind of like horror movies, and by kind of like I mean love. If you like so. silly, cheesy stuff, literally Thanksgiving will make you very happy. Okay, I'm totally checking this out. <laughs> Maybe yeah. somebody will love me enough to give me a Plex server or whatever, but... Um, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'll look it up. Maybe it's free on something. I subscribe to six different things. Hopefully it's free on remind something. remind me of, like, of Bill Murray's not-so-sad childhood right now? Anybody else having that same feeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God, I subscribe to six things, and it's never ended. Oh, my God, how Can, will I live my life? The worst I paid six ninety nine for Scrooge. <laughs> Can we just say, though, that was, uh, while... They make reference to it in the movie, but that was a hell of a gift for his dad to give him five pounds of veal. It's like fifty dollars. I know. Right? Well, I mean, it's just like that's fifty dollars like... worth of stuff in nineteen eighty-seven. Like... Nobody, no kid wants veal. I know. This is just you don't know my life, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Not veal like that. They want you to cook it, maybe, but like, just... Daddy, it's Christmas. I want a toy, not like a big slab of meat. But did you hear the reference later on when he's like, when he first meets his lady, and they're just like, "Oh, we don't open presents on Christmas Eve." Well, we did, but only if it... <laughs> only if they were going to go bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, love I miss that line. That's so good. Oh. That's that is like uh, I mean that's when you can tell was a Bill Murray um, ad lib, you know, yeah. calling back to something he'd done earlier because that's that's like a Pete Venkman style line, right there. Yeah. I love stuff like that, and he's so good at that deadpan delivery too, because that's the thing. That's probably why you missed it was he just slips it in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what she said. Um... Oh, and there it is. <laughs> Uh, and then me too. Fifty nine minutes. Can you the... find somebody? Can you find somebody who hasn't seen flirt. Ghostbusters so we can watch Ghostbusters? I'm working oh on it. God. I'm working on that. There's got to be one person. Maybe maybe one of them Gen Zs. I don't know. I mean, my go-to David uh, has actually seen that. So wow. But I will find somebody, or I will just find a reason to watch it. I don't know. One of the two. 
but uh look this this has been a ton of fun thank you guys both for coming on uh you know normally i record um sunday nights but this is a friday night uh special special edition um and <laughs> monica thank you for coming on short notice too so that was that yeah. was great. Jen, awesome having you. I love you. doing shows with Monica, so it makes me happy. Oh yeah, I love Jen. Jen's like the best. <laughs> well, and having you both having you both on a ton of fun. B, gonna do it again. Um, maybe the next one we'll do is uh, we'll find a horror movie I've never seen. I had and, like really bad media deprivation for like a long time because my mom only had rabbit ears like growing up, and then I got I went to college, and when I came back, my brothers that are way younger than me are like. Oh, mom won't get us cable or won't give us the big cable. It's just like the basic cable channels. And I'm just like, shut up, you little. <laughs> um, like, whatever, you and your consoles and crap. I don't want to hear about it. But right. anyway, so I kind of went in in college is where I got a lot of exposure to things. But it was kind of like I was catching up. So there's just these huge blocks that I noticed that unless somebody like went out of their way to show me or it wasn't like an artsy movie that came up for whatever i do have these huge huge like spots where i'm like how have i never seen this movie that everybody on the planet has seen so this is perfect for me so yeah, i'm sure there'll definitely. be something else that comes up that i haven't seen <laughs> well we'll figure out what it pockets. is what's that very small pockets yeah i have, I have small pockets of movies because i grew up with um with cable and all that kind of stuff so i've yeah. Oh, unless I'm... they were like a dude's movie. My dad had like hundreds of like VHS tapes because he would just buy them and he'd watch them. So unless they're like a bro, like I guess not a bro movie, but like you know what my like mom a used to like movie. My mom used to like like those best of the best like American kickboxer movies. Oh wow! So I've seen like a bunch of those and I don't know why. <laughs> American Ninja. <laughs> yeah, American Ninja. Oh my god, she used to love that dude. What was his name? Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. I'm like. Okay, mom. Oh wow, I came up with that way too like quick. All movies. My stepmom thought he was very sexy, and so my dad would buy those movies because it was like an excuse for him to watch an action movie, and then she would just watch it because he was hot to her. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, really? The ponytail? Like that really does it for you, I guess. You know, <laughs> normally, back then? I normally know. I can see it in a lot of people. Like, you know, I mean, I'll be like, yeah, no, that's a good-looking guy. Steven Seagal, not so much. No, uh, not even not when he was guy. not even no. when he was younger and you know no. didn't look he's like the creature a, no. that ate Steven Seagal, which is what he looks like now. <laughs> like he looks like wrong. he looks like he's wearing a Steven Seagal suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, like welcome to catty judgment of old actors. <laughs> well, he is like what is he like? I know he's not I a good know. person either. So no, he's really not. This. Yeah. Didn't he like punch oh somebody, some chick or something? I don't remember. Probably. Oh boy. He runs like the suit is too tight. Yes, definitely. <laughs> He's not an agile person anymore. Um. Well, okay. So yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I uh, very very glad that you guys came on. We'll have. I'm going to have you both on again soon. Um. We'll do this more often. Uh. But for now, we're gonna call it a show. And mm -hmm. I like to end everything by just letting everybody know. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We're not playing that yet. <laughs> not quite done. Um, America's Next Top Podcaster Season 2 is just about to wrap up, right? We're getting there. We're getting close. Um, I think I think we're up to the 
the top three judging episode okay. was on Monday or it comes up on Monday. One of, one of the two. Comes up on Monday. Yep. And, Monday. and, you know, Jen and I were on this season. Monica, you Spoiler are involved in this season. On. You were on season one. <laughs> what? Yes. I, I won season one, I believe, as well. I don't, I don't really remember, actually. We'll just go with I won. There you go. <laughs> No, you know, we got... Uh... That's been Alex's plan. He's been killing it. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I've had Alex on. Um, definitely, if you haven't listened to that, um, I did kind of give some of it away, but you should you should go check it out because it, it's, it was a great experience um, to be on totally. that. And uh, I definitely have learned a ton. Uh, I hope it's making this show better. Oh my God. But it's also, you know, getting to meet... Uh, the two of you and getting to meet Alex and everybody. And, uh, I had, uh, Tyler on a couple weeks ago. Um, Drew was originally going to be, uh, come on this week, but he had scheduling conflicts. So we're going to reschedule with him. Um, a lot of folks from, from that little group, uh, I'm having come on and it's a ton of fun because you guys are all great. So, uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on. And if you're listening to the show and you haven't listened to America's next top podcaster, go listen to it because everybody involved in it is astounding. And very, very talented. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming and slumming it on here with me. Oh. Hey. I love I love Don't being on like a podcast. Stuff like that. Fun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when we the have glass good gets technique. this full. <laughs> no. We're so professional. Yeah. Please have me on a show where I can say things and be myself. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll make up another show and we'll do it that way. Or after Monica after show. Swears. <laughs> That's like when we made Geek Grills. So one of the shows that I do is Geek Grills, and one of the, for the that was my first show we did uh, that I did. And the first rule was, as I told September, my co-host, I was like, "I'll do this show, but only if I'm allowed to drop f bombs, whatever, and I don't have to censor myself." Like that was <laughs> rule number one for me. <laughs> I get it. Like I punctuate my sentences with f bombs, but. Um, no, I can clean it up sometimes too. Uh, but yeah, America's Next Top Podcaster.com. People should go check that out for real because it's been a really cool experience. And honestly, even just listening to the show, I know I've had friends that are like, I learned a lot about podcasting for themselves just listening to it. And uh, and then there's drama. There's drama too, which is good. Salt, salt, salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you mentioned a show that you do, Geek Grills. Um, mm hmm. Do you have anything else you want to plug while you're here? Uh, yeah, our... starting next week, actually. It'll be live 5 o'clock Pacific on my channel, twitch.tv slash thegen. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm no longer the Gen plays on Twitch. I'm the Gen on Twitch. After hey. five years, I got my name back. Um, and I'm doing uh, Spawn Point News. So I'll be doing that four days a week. It'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um and actually it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for now. But anyway, so five o'clock Pacific, quick fifteen minutes, uh, video game news show. Um, and actually one Alex Albisu is one of my my daily hosts, will be one of my daily hosts on that show. So Excellent. Check it out. we'll have a website eventually. Um <laughs> <laughs> at some point. I've been building it, but having like one eye that works and then having it swole shut is not very, very uh, conducive to website creation. <laughs> no, not really. No. Um, Monica, do you have anything that you want to talk about? 
Um, aside from America's Next Top Podcaster dot com, and uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and um, the what's the other thing that I want you to follow? Something on there. Um, it's a really podcast great show. Title they already talked it up for me, but um, <laughs> there you go plug plug plug. Um, and uh, I finally have something to promote for once. That's my own thing, and that is um, feats of fellowship. That is a um, a D and D podcast on the Spazbot Studios uh, podcast network, and oh. um, we just did episode zero with character introductions, and we did like a little thingy. I'm a brand new newbie, new I guess that's a newbie, um, in D and D, so it is quite embarrassing and funny, and it's a bunch of my friends, so it's a uh, it's just a great time, and um, you can catch that all on uh, YouTube.com/slash Spazbot Studios or Twitch.tv. Slash spazbot suit. It's a lot of S's. Is, is, I have to, I have to ask, is Mick on that? Yes. I am Mick, Mick Montgomery. Montgomery. One of my favorite human beings on the He is hilarious, planet. by the way, on the show. You have to listen. So it's him and oh, one of his close it. friends. Um, I forgot his name. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Don't say I said that. Anyway. No, I'm, um, I'm you out for that. But no, Mick Mick is uh yeah. Mick Montgomery is amazing. Yeah. Um, he's one of people he used to do Blizzard stuff. Um until now he's on he Riot. Got, well he got a job at Riot and had to stop doing his Blizzard stuff. But yeah. um he used to do Stormcast, uh, which was delightful for Heroes of the Storm, um, Azeroth Roundtable. But anyway, he's amazing, so that's awesome. He still shows up on Azeroth Roundtable, but that often. sounds like a lot of fun. I'm gonna have to check that out. I love uh, sure. I love things D and D, and I like the playthrough podcasts like that. So that'll be cool. Mick Excellent. also did Talking Dead, which was a really great. <laughs> you really great. love Mick, don't you? Or Dead fans. Talking. Well, it also it on it is uh, uh, Brian, which is also known as uh, Roe, and yep. Brian Reader, also known as TBK Zord, formerly of Lords of the Storm, and um, yeah. So it's a it's a great time. Um, oh yeah, people should check that out for sure. I'm learning, a, I'm learning a lot, but we do it live on Wednesdays. We're, we're trying to do it like every other week, so we'll see what happens. But other than that, YouTube and Twitch. That's awesome. Definitely check that Sorry, out. Sorry, fangirling a little bit. <laughs> I'm just excited no, that Monica I've been friends has with a him thing. for a while, so he's yeah, I'm he's pretty super cool. Super excited. But like his character is, you're gonna love it. I swear. <laughs> Yay! All right, and and this show um, comes out Wednesdays. So um, every Wednesday, I have only missed one so far since I started it, oh. and that was my own fault. How dare you? I know. Uh, uh, usually record, like I say, Sunday nights, 8 o'clock um, Eastern Time, twitch.tv forward slash TV's Travis. Uh, you can find us on things like uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, but because I gave this show uh, a terrible name, it's harder to find. So your your best bet is to go to tvstravis.com, subscribe there, but then find us on um, your podcatcher and review it because that helps us a ton. So iTunes um, reviews. Yes, Five iTunes. Stars or more. I'll I'll take Five even stars. one star. I don't care. I just want reviews, like at all. Five stars are best no, though. You you want you yeah, want. Yeah, I know. I want the five stars. You want stars. <laughs> all possible. the stars. No, I love the concept of the show though. I think it's delightful. Yeah, I think and. It's nice turn like the shame of oh my god you haven't seen this into an actual show is one of the most brilliant exactly. things ever i love it yeah and yeah. and for Everybody the most part tries to make you feel bad. yeah and for the most part i've had a really good track record of showing somebody a movie for the first time and them liking it the only exception and i bring this up almost every week 
Tank Girl. I showed that to uh, some friends of mine, and none of them liked it at all. Well, they were broken. I know. I mean... They were. Well, and they were all they they were all dudes too, which probably didn't help. But yeah, you had to have at least one chick when you're watching Tank. I've never seen Tank Girl. Oh so. man, you gotta you gotta see Tank Girl. Exactly. Well, it's too late now. The show's over. Oh, I love it. Uh, but that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this week. So, um, one thing that we do say at the end of every show, and it really fit this week, is get out and enjoy your movies.